0: Rock Elite, a podcast about no effects. Oh, they're here again, the thems with no effects
1: in their eyes. That's good. I really like that. You like that one? Yeah, yeah, let's
0: workshop it. I think think so. (laughs) Oh, well, it's been recorded now, so it's going on the front. Hello, everyone punk rock elite podcast uh with me eddie french and me red redmond well 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 interview today
1: yeah absolutely interview with two people
0: two people we've doubled it up we've crammed in twice as much interview as you'd normally expect from us so that's got
1: to be value right Absolutely, I'm talking to a pair of podcasters as well, or punk podcasters to be more specific.
0: Absolutely, they're uh, they're, they're they're two punk rockers, uh, musicians, uh, been uh, been and done the uh, the thing, done the touring, <laughs> done the uh, playing live,
1: and uh, got several t-shirts from the touts outside.
0: Oh yes, yes, we talk about more t shirt touts, um, more. Uh, more talk on them they're becoming a thing i I, yeah i don't know if they're uh internationally known let us know if you are from outside the uk at punk gigs possibly just in the 90s maybe now did uh or the two thousands too? did um just people appear outside at the end of the show offering counterfeit t-shirts of the band you've just seen clearly knowing that these guys had never heard of the name of the band until they looked at the listings and went, I need to get some T-shirts of that band and sell them wildly <laughs> discounted on the pavement outside.
1: Is is it a thing that still happens? Like, is it is it not allowed now? Like, because it's not a thing that I've really seen in recent years. But again, I, I don't go to as many gigs as I used to. In no, nor are I. And
0: stuff. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is just a reflection of the death of the uh, local uh, grassroots venue. Red. Maybe that's what it is. And also the grassroots criminal counterfeiters. Yeah, good point. Good point. So pour one out for them. Uh, Not too close (laughs) to the T-shirt, so they will dissolve. Um, But you know if 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 you were looking for something to maybe apply a coat of hard wax finish to uh, a recently finished woodworking project maybe those t-shirts would work out
1: all right but uh, as it is anyway how have you been what have you been up to yeah absolutely i've been well um and? i mean hey like it's it's not been long since we recorded the last episode you know i've uh, i've watched a little bit of telly mm. and i've um i've listened to uh, they've actually gotten worse live in preparation for one of our upcoming episodes lovely and uh yeah I've, and i've loved it as well it's, it's it's a very interesting live album yes well let's not get ahead of ourselves absolutely not
0: teasing out all of the good stuff uh when we've got this episode to do i've watched a bit of telly as well um good. watched um uh, the new series of queer eyes out so uh
1: we we actually were watching a little bit of that yesterday as well yeah
0: Emma and I have watched a couple of episodes. Basically, the problem is, uh, for Red and myself, outside of people we actually know, non-binary representation in the media boils Mm -hmm. down to Ezra Miller, who is a crime, and uh, (laughs) Sam Smith, who makes music I can't bear. So it's like, well, I've only got Jonathan Van Ness, really? Um,
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) What what else can be done? It's like, okay, fine. Well, all right then, John uh let's have some of this please um Fun-
1: funnily enough uh um after i finished recording last night's podcast episode i went into my living room and kate was watching queer eye and she just looks at me and said i've done a lot of crying <laughs> it can happen it can happen it's um yeah i know it's
0: uh it, it, it it's all very very good i uh I, i'm fond of it but um yeah, it it I mean, to be honest, this verge is uh dangerously close to uh uh a routine I have about this. But the, the did you see uh, Jonathan Van Ness's series um Getting Curious? I did, yes. Based on the podcast, right. There was an episode about the very concept of non-binary. Mm-hmm. And uh they sat down and there's maybe three or four people sat around this table, each of them non binary, each of them uh talking about their experiences and, and there's a Pardon me. There's uh, somebody from, I forget which tribe it is, but a na- Native American tribe who talked mm-hmm. about the two soul. Um, two spirit. The two spirit, beg your pardon, two spirit concept in their um, in their culture and all this kind of thing. And people are going, oh, wow, that's incredibly moving. Oh, Yeah, no, no, the, the, these people were considered uh, very, very important as perspective and, and all that kind of thing. And then a uh, performance artist called Alok just says, I reckon people are poems.
1: A- Alok is um, yeah, not it. one of my favorite of the, the non-binary um, icons. I don't know, like there's a lot of like, no, yeah, big non-binary celebrities, and they are not one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, it seemed to. Uh, it was just sort of like, oh, okay, right. And also, you know for a fact that no non-binary is a poem that poems
1: that rhyme you know that don't you <laughs>
0: not a one of us
1: <laughs> we've not got iambic temp temp i don't even know how to spe- finish that iambic word iambic pentameter <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no none of that we've um <laughs> well we... <laughs> the thing is red is that i can see on the video feed is that you are wearing a um
1: a mortal Kombat t-shirt so uh, you know yeah the the the, the two genders so, like, basically, as I was going to finish that word, there should have just been a voiceover that said "finish them," and then you yes. could have finished my sentence for me.
0: I'll put one of those in. I won't, but yeah. So um, <laughs> that's um, I'm I'm wearing a Cramps t-shirt in defiance over uh, uh, last night's interview. Uh, this this interview, in fact.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which we'll be getting to um, in, in a sec. Uh, yes. The Cramps, the, the, a little bit of trash talking of the Cramps, in this a little episode. bit.
0: But, um, and I love the cramps, but to be honest, if there was any kind of talk about the cramps that they would appreciate, it would be trash because mm-hmm. they, are, they
1: are that sleaze uh, aspect that I like in, um, in Bizarre Rock and Roll. Oh, also, before we do go into the episode, I do want to mention, mm. if, if anybody has the app Waze on their phone, which is like Google Maps... Mm. Um, there is currently, um, a a little thing that they're doing where you, you can make the, um, the sat nav speak with the voice of Karamo from Queer Queer Eye. Really? So as I drive around Sheffield, Karamo guides me to my destination. Not, not only with, um, accurate directions, but also mindfulness and advice.
0: (laughs) Wow. I bet that gets old quickly. It's Um, delightful. Oh, is it? Okay. Then fine. (laughs) I uh, yeah, a lot of time for karma, but you know, I think uh, unwavering positivity and inner city traffic would really that that would collide in my own mind, and, particularly
1: and... when some of the instructions like start repeating. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bear left, and why don't you bear a load off of your mind or whatever? <laughs> How long would it
0: take if he was in the car next to you for you to just go, oh, "Fuck off!" It, it's <laughs> Not not his fault, not his fault. Tan would probably just say, you know, uh, okay, so turn left into a shop and buy something better than that. You look appalling. What is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah, it wouldn't be very supportive, would it?
0: <laughs> not not necessarily. You go, know, yeah, it would be... Okay, make a U-turn back into that closet and come out looking a lot better than you do now. <laughs> I don't know. It's... I'm making him sound a lot more aggressive than he is. Um, But anyway, from the Fab Five to the uh, dynamic duo, I suppose, we've got an interview with Tom and Nihilism from the Midlife Punk podcast. This was a
1: cracking chat, I've got to say. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I really like talking to these guys. They're also, I think they're a really good uh, contrast to us because they do a similar sort of podcast, but they you know do not um you know we could be quite diplomatic with uh, yeah. uh, our, our reviews and things like that but they you know cut straight through the fat and you know um uh, are a bit more direct
0: <laughs> i i think there's a part of me that thinks that um because we're simply talking about the same band every single time mm-hmm. there's a possibility that this will end up getting to them one day oh dear I know, and I don't want to be sort of flippant or sort of deliberately inaccurate with how they're represented,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I think I'm overcompensating, which wouldn't be the first time, but I think I'm I'm overcompensating in that sense, um, because uh, it would be it wouldn't last if this was a podcast built purely on spite. <laughs> True, yeah. yeah <laughs> Those yeah, kind of things don't tend to... Or they last forever and lay waste to civilizations. So, and I, I think this is unlikely to. So, uh, no, they are... Um, they're a lot more... Um,
1: Outspoken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's good. And we'll probably try mm-hmm. to be a little bit... I mean, yeah, I think we'll probably try to be uh, a bit more like them in the future because uh, it was refreshing. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, you'll find out all of that as we jump... Straight into the midlife punk podcast interview and that interview is starting now. We are here with Niall and the current mr sidwell from Me. the uh, from the midlife punk podcast. How are we doing chaps? you're right yeah good thank
2: you very well thank you
0: good, thanks so much for coming on um we i've uh, I've heard uh, a fair few episodes of uh your podcast and um delighted in that you are as uh, impolite as we are deferential so this should be uh <laughs> this should be an interesting blend I'm looking forward to it um good you're both well yes yeah
2: yeah I've, I've done zero video calls today so this isn't a chore for me at all and I'm gonna try and keep my fucking mouth shut because it's weird being on the other side of of the questions <laughs> for a change so
0: no that's good. Um so what what uh but give us a, a quick uh, um overview of what the uh, the Midlife Punk podcast is please. The, the Midlife
2: Punk podcast was and and remains um something that I got bored in lockdown. Um a friend a friend of mine uh got the punk show slot on a local internet radio station and I was really jealous so in some sort of passive aggressive um, <laughs> attempt uh, to get my own back um, we set up a podcast and uh, yeah it was really good in lockdown because nobody was doing anything and all manner of punk rock celebs had nothing better to do than talk yeah, to Nile and me.
1: Sometimes people really underestimate how much spite can be a, a driving creative force <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't spite in as much as <laughs> it is jealousy just pure
2: jealousy oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Fair. it's in the
2: bible you're not meant to do that are you sorry <laughs> no
0: but it, it's exactly how pretty much every punk rock record label has ever started it's like God, i don't i can't believe no one wants to sign our shit band i'll sign our shit band <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then hopefully you get better and then you know so Fingers it comes crossed. from a fine pedigree yeah absolutely no it's great um but you're into the hundreds of episodes now.
2: We've just... Uh, I don't know about you, but I hate saying dropped. The 121st episode has just <laughs> dropped um, <laughs> the other day. Uh, so, so yeah, and then we've got uh, special episodes as well where um, uh, we, we like to have a laugh at the expense of various uh, compilations, fat records, ones, punk aramas, and all the oh. other record labels. And we go through and... Give credit where it's due, but where it's not, we we we, we dish out some um, constructive criticism now, don't we? We sure do. Don't
3: forget punks on film as well. One of our yes. uh, bright spots.
2: Yeah, we we uh, we, we we review uh, films with punks in. Um, and, and, oh, great! Right. Yeah, so we've done Suburbia, which was a decent one, uh, and we did um, Billy Joe Armstrong's acting. Debut Ordinary World, and that's a funny episode because the film is utter utter shit. Oh
1: no! There's a couple of things like obviously like I mean well like Iggy was in you know like uh, Tank Girl, uh, he he plays a well a bit of a nonce in that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never watched it, and I'm, you're not you're not selling it to me, Ray.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, there, uh, Ice, Cube Ice Cube plays a yeah. kangaroo, Yep. Yeah. like a kangaroo mutant. Go on, I mean. <laughs> the
0: who is in, in a relationship with said tank girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I'm and watching there's that there's later. a there's a musical number. Um, obviously, like Laurie Petty plays Tank Girl, and it's also mm-hmm. got uh, Jet Girl in it, played by Naomi Watts. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, it's it's a good schlocky, uh, silly film.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they have to be for that because. Uh, when we've we've talked about doing punks on film before, and somebody mm. sent me, like, there's one called Straight Edge Kegger or something on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. that sounds funny, but it's not. It's all about murder and horribleness, and there's, like, a oh, serious no. message. So you're like, okay, we can't take the piss out of that, really. And there's, <laughs> yeah. there's that bomb city about that lad that got killed. No, can't do that one. Fuck. Yeah. So, so we're sort of running out of uh, daft ones, done, really.
1: On yeah. the SLC punk. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea.
2: That is so shit. I can't <laughs> yeah. even I can't even watch it to take the piss out of it. it I, we thought about that one, but it's so complicated. You've seen that, ain't you not? Know. Yeah. Both uh, SLC Punk and SLC two. Both of them? Yeah. Oh god. You must be in a minority there, surely. I think so, yeah. <laughs> SLC Punk two. I think um, yeah, yes. Did we um, didn't we actually send the Suburbia episode
3: to the director as well, Penelope Spherus. Yes. And yeah, to, uh, we
2: asked we asked her to come on, and she was within millimeters of accepting until we sent her the episode.
0: Not if exactly. <laughs> she ghosted us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that happened. We um, I I contact I tried to contact uh, Bad Cop Bad Cop just because their website had a contact us thing. So I said, look, we're doing this. You're a fat band. Stacey's worked with members of No Effects on other stuff as well, and I got a. A reply from someone at Fat Records, um, saying, "Oh, um, could you could you uh, share us an episode?" And I said, "Actually, I can't at the moment because we've not done any. But once (laughs) I've got, once we've got a few out, shall I send you some?" Because yeah, I think that'd be a good plan. Um, So once we had about eight of them out, sent her things saying, "Oh, this is the podcast you wanted to hear, by the way." Uh, Nothing.
3: We yeah. yeah, I tried to get back up quite early and uh, it would send us an episode and yeah nothing
0: it seems to be yeah. that way it's you know people are really interested in the idea of being on podcasts because podcasts in general are a good idea but when you <laughs> show them your one they go oh i see
2: <laughs> well we we've just had um dal failure the new bass player from friends of Rum. that's on the new oh, one that's yeah. just fucking dropped dropped <laughs> uh, and <laughs> um, we <laughs> we we just got we just got that through sheer force of will and nagging their manager
1: yeah
2: and they relented
1: <laughs> in the end
0: <laughs> So was, keep plugging. Uh, yeah no that's it we uh there, there's there's people that and obviously real life has a dreadful habit of getting in the way of stuff so you know we have people lined up and all the rest of it but that's uh, and then they go oh can we push it back and by that time you're looking at a month because we've got all of our interview spots taken up and all the rest of it but you know so this is really inside baseball for the people who are here um to uh <laughs> listen to stuff about no effects but um it, it's, it's like you feel like a vicar sometimes you sort of have to sort of do this and then go and in many ways that is like NoFX, <laughs> isn't it it's very much like their struggle early doors <laughs> unfortunate uh, mental gymnastics you got to do but um if you could uh, both um give us a little bit of um sort of i'm not uh, i'm not g checking you by the way but just sort of how did you uh, get into uh, punk and um, what's your sort of involvement in the scene be it local or national or whatever um up to this point
2: no do you want to go first because i've never heard that your side of this story
0: no no you go first
2: <laughs> okay Uh, right okay (laughs) so um i heard you may not be able to tell chaps but i'm actually only 38 years old i know i look a lot younger than that um uh, i uh first heard green days dookie when i was in year five so what would that make me nine ten years of age stuck religiously to that uh then got into insomniac and as we headed into secondary school um I was, I was, punk, 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 and and nothing else. And uh, I, I'd say no effects were probably in the first five bands um, that that I discovered, um, got into. So, uh, yeah, it was. I am unashamedly say that Green Day got me into punk rock, and if people don't like that, they can fuck off. Frankly, they,
0: they, they did it for more people than most bands. <laughs>
2: yeah and most of the people that slag you off for saying that are uh, on borrowed time nowadays anyway so um we we'll, we we'll, we we'll have a time when we can just say it and not worry uh yeah and then i joined bands when I was about 14 I was a drummer uh, i was in a band called effervescent terrible name i didn't make i didn't choose it um but we were sort of caught up in that p rock wave punk mm. rock tornado um Turn of the century, did all the touring up and down the UK when you know MySpace was just emerging and and P Rock was on the telly, and you could fill a com- community centre or a youth club on a Thursday night um, because everyone seemingly was into punk rock. Uh, and then, yeah, I've just stayed with it, stuck at it, um, been in various bands, had a crack at singing once. And that band did all right. That band was called None Your Fucking Business. Uh, Got to go to other countries um, with them. And yeah, now I am in The Atoms as well. Um, One of the many, many people have been in The Atoms. Uh, But I'm also, last year, got the opportunity to join my favourite band, or one of my favourite bands, uh, Funbug. Funbug. who were the first UK band on Lookout Records. So they're a bit older than me, then boys, but um, I still look the oldest, which is annoying. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, still playing with the Atoms, occasionally doing the fun bug thing, uh, and obviously um, the Midlife Punk podcast as well. Um, that That's my route to the present day.
3: Didn't you also play in the last ever John Peel session?
2: Uh, you said it, not me. Yeah, I've... I've... <laughs> I filled in on drums for uh, Skimmer, who are another sort of West Midlands pop-punk legendary band uh, from Fumbug's era. Um, cool. their, their old drummer, their original drummer, Andy, sadly died. Um, and, I, and I got a call from Kev saying, do you want to fill in, play drums for us? I was like, oh, yeah, man, where are we playing? And he says, it's um, the John Peel session, actually. Whoa. So I was like, fuck, how old was I then? I must have been 19.
1: Wow!
2: So you go, yeah, 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 sure, fucking brilliant. And we recorded it on the Thursday, and then he died on the Tuesday. So, must have been wow. something we said. I don't know.
0: But <laughs> well, yeah, I never, so, never thought yeah. I'd hear anything that uh, top teenage kicks. But as it was, I heard it and that immediately <laughs> but, sent me to my grave. So and I you know. expired. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> it was so good. I expired. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's what he was thinking.
0: Yeah. yeah, there'll never be a better song than. Teenage kicks by the undertones If I hear one, strike me dead. And there you go. Bosh, just, just there you happens. go. Never mind. Well, yeah. Thank you for that. That's uh, that's great. I can't believe you can let the Peel story uh, slide by. That uh, speaks very highly of you.
2: He has a go at me if I mention it. So I don't. Oh, at this me. point, I just roll my eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's all right. Red and I are both stand-up comedians, so um, we. Uh, Hear a lot of uh, phrases and stories of uh, various acts. And, uh, of course, uh, when I was uh, doing this gig supporting this act, I'm like, yeah, by mistake, ten years ago, <laughs> you know, yes. those kind of things. It's uh, you know,
2: you, you were taking the sense. coats in the cloakroom, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'll never forget what Russell Howard said to me. Um, <laughs> thanks for buying a ticket. Yeah. Uh, Where's really, my really... fucking money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Niall, what was uh, what was your uh, your secret's origin?
3: Uh, so despite being just ever so slightly older than Tom, um, I was around for the whole grunge explosion um, which mm-hmm. was kind of the long way around into punk. I was obsessed with Nirvana um and you know kind of got into a few of the bands that inspired and influenced them um, eventually came around to the great explosion of 1994. Um, again, Green Day, absolutely massive. I remember one time in school, we had this like little youth wing where only the um, the fourth and fifth years could go. And I brought in a tape of, uh, yeah, I think it was Smash. We put on Bad Habit, and we got banned for life. Uh, <laughs> nice, because we decided to turn it all the way up during the uh, the, the the bridgey bit. Um, played in various bands since the mid nineties. Um, Nothing really of note. I was in a really, really bad emo band in, like, uh, 2004, 2005. Uh, recorded a few bits, never really went seriously. Did a couple of runs up and down the country. Uh, unfortunately, never left the country. Um, supported some decent bands and, um, you know, sort of up-and-comers during the whole P-rock thing, uh, Vanilla Pod, Whitmore, for example. Mm. Um between bands at the moment, and I was lucky enough a couple of years ago that Tom gave me the opportunity to uh, be the man in the chair for the Midlife Punk podcast, as it were. I think we started off. I started off with the short music for short people series.
2: Yeah, you, you were a guest, weren't you? On the, we we for some reason decided to review every single song on the short music thing, and we had to do it over three episodes, and you know me waxing lyrical about that. Even I'd get bored of that, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I asked Niall, and then we had such a lovely time, didn't we, mate, that you um, did, yeah. became a permanent fixture. You're also forgetting, Nile that you were in uh, the East Midlands best uh, tribute to the Misfits and the Ramones at the same time.
3: That's right, yeah, Creek, yeah. where I played uh, the Dee Dee Ramone slash Jerry only character. Um <laughs> Tom was on drums for that one, um, so he could have been anybody from like the late seventies, early eighties hardcore scene. Um, that was a lot of fun. Did a couple of gigs. Uh, it started off as Ramones tribute originally, didn't it? And then somehow we worked some uh, Misfits covers in there for some reason.
2: Yeah, you know, played some some VW camper festival, didn't we? To a load of bemused people with too much money <laughs> who had these <laughs> amazing camper camper vans. I remember
3: that uh, we were all like, yeah, let's all let's all dress in black and, and do the whole aesthetic and I turned up in a Hawaiian shirt for some reason. <laughs> Trolling.
0: The uh what I like about that is that you know the, the a VW uh camper festival, it's like was there no Beach Boys tribute available? Like surely that's more more in the vein, isn't it? Or
2: the, there was a main room that had like I think it was Kasabian or something, tribute band, Oasis. There's a lot of mad for it there, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, book it. And out. then we... Were, yeah, book it. At well ends. Uh, and we were um, we were on the little stage, weren't we now, which was a bandstand, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, with some hay bales as a security barrier. It was a good, good day. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> oh, it does sound fun. They, you get booked. Um, I'm in an improv group, which is um, not a boast, but we did get asked to uh, do... The um, what was it? The Yamaha Motorcycle Owners Club at Skipsea Sands, which is a caravan park on the Yorkshire coast, and basically all these people had nothing in common except a preference for Yamaha motorcycles, and so they weren't enjoying any of the show. But every so often you just go fuck Kawasaki, and they'd all be like, yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> This wasn't one we did for art; it was one we very much did for a paycheck. But you know, that's uh, how it goes. We've all done them, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it goes. (laughs) Fantastic, and um, yeah, you're still based in the Midlands.
2: Yeah, I am. Yeah, Derby for me.
1: All right. Oh wow! I'm I'm originally from Derby. Whereabouts in Derby? Spondon, mate. Oh, cool! Lovely.
2: Democratic People's Republic of Spondonia.
0: And now you and uh I'm city? in uh,
2: Sheffield
3: via Derby. I used to live in Derby a while ago. Yeah.
1: Huh? I-, I currently live in Sheffield, so I feel like <laughs> I don't know, is this is this a Psyop operation? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something. I'm going to need a map and a lot of red string. Something's going on here.
2: If 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 it merges now, Eddie's in some sort of position in the centre of the triangle of us three, I'm gonna be a bit worried.
0: Not quite. I'm in Leeds, I'm afraid. So uh, uh Leeds. Aye and um that's the that's where yeah my, my accent would suggest otherwise but no that's where i've spent uh, most of my life but yeah so that's um uh, which is good because um i got to be very smug when uh, when no effects are announcing their final dates go, oh one of the two places in the uk is oh half an hour drive from my house perfect that's uh, that'll do me just fine so yeah can't complain
2: but I bet you're buzzing, aren't you? It was massive NoFX fans. See, I'm doing it now. I'm interviewing you. I shouldn't no, be doing fun. that. No, I
0: was absolutely <laughs> thrilled. I was like, I thought, you know, where are they going to go? Are they going to do, a, you know, maybe a Manchester or London? Perhaps Birmingham will be the closest one. Maybe they'll do a Scotland... Although they did mm-hmm. say they'll never play Scotland again after some point or other. So uh, I thought, okay, so at least it's, you know, fairly close. But anyway, but that's brought us on to NoFX. So... Um, can you uh, remember when you first sort of heard No Effect specifically, have that first sort of memory of going, oh, this is a specific... Oh, nod of the head from Tom there. Oh, yes.
2: I'll tell you right now, right? <laughs> I was about 14. Uh, I was on holiday, family, family holiday to France. Um, One of these, you know, Euro camp things where you've got, oh, like, yeah, a, yeah. basically a posh ass tent, right? Yeah. And um, met a a lad there got chatting. He liked Green Day. He was from Andy from Clitheroe. Andy Slinger won't be listening probably published author now, but he, um, he sent me a tape of no effects. We were swapping tapes with each other as you used to do in the olden days. Uh, and he sent me Punkin Drublick, and, um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is, uh, a bit, a bit ballsier than Green Day in it. Um, A bit funnier than Green Day, a bit faster than Green Day. And it was just a natural next step. And I think they just caught me right at the exact right time.
0: That's the same with most music, really, isn't it? You know, that's why, you know, that's why there's uh, people our age still walking around just going, nothing's been better since Oasis, mate, fucking everything, you know, and all that stuff. You know, it's just just if it grabs you, it grabs you. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes.
2: Yeah, it, 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 like I say, it was just it was just perfect timing. He sent me out come the wolves as well, so I actually got to credit him with quite a lot wow. of, yeah, sorting me out uh, yeah. in terms of my music because okay. I was a bit of, a bit of a Nirvana kid as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, soon got out of that though. After yep. I heard Lololium, I was like, this is better.
0: So, Nirvana got uh, got out of it pretty fast, to be fair. But um, <laughs> Punk and Droblika and Out Come the Wolves are sort of two pillars of that sort of bang on mid nineties, you know, the year punk broke as they they call it. Have you yeah. seen I think there's a there's a documentary calls it one, nine, nine, five. Four, I think but yeah. Well, one nine nine four yeah, either way. Yeah, yeah. You got Dookie, you've got Wolves, you've got um Punk and Droblick and um possibly something else as well. But it was just like oh smash. Yeah. And and those it was just like they couldn't make them quick enough. They were, you know, just sort of finding new places to press the CDs because they were just flying off the shelves, you know, and tapes, I imagine, in those days too, so yeah.
2: But obviously after sort of getting hooked on it all with all that, mm. you, you become acutely aware that bands were making albums that good, if not better, before and at the same time, but you just never heard them. Yeah. Um, and there's just, a, it's like a, somebody lifting the uh, veil from your eyes, isn't it? and you can like, oh, fucking hell, there's all this stuff. As yeah, well. yeah
0: it's a whole a whole different world because let me see 94 or so the spice girls didn't come around till 97 mm-hmm. and that was when sort of pop came back but there was sort of you know rock was cuz you'd had sort of nirvana and that stuff and then uh oasis and that sort of that britpop thing came back and and it wasn't so it was a good few years before guitar based music shifted away so there were, you were going around going wow it's a good time to be a rock fan there's rock everywhere and then you go oh well wow, there's actually way more than that it's like you know going to a supermarket and going oh wow look at this there's cans of soup on this aisle this must be the only food in existence and then you turn around and you go oh my god there's bread as well yeah like, you know you absolutely uh astonishing yeah uh, what about yourself now
3: Um, Well, unlike this poser, um, my (laughs) first no-effects track I've heard was uh, Sticking in My Eye, and that would have been really late at night on 120 Minutes on MTV. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I think the first album I bought, I skipped Punkin' Drublick entirely for some reason. The first one I got was um, Eating Lamb. Oh, yeah. Heavy heavy Petting Zoo. Yeah, and that was that I held off on Punkin' Drublet for a long time for some reason. But yeah, stick in my eye, like just the whole pace of it and the, like, you know, the bass line in particular. I was just like, holy shit, this ain't Nirvana.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I was a huge, uh, huge Nirvana fan as well. One of the songs of theirs I really, really loved was Territorial Pissings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, this is super fast. And sort of quite exciting because Nirvana, fairly mid-tempo kind of group, they get there from time to time. But yeah, it was always like Territorial Pissings was always like a real treat on me when I listened to Nevermind. I'm mean, like, oh, that's why I like really fast stuff. <laughs> turns out I wanted something <laughs> yeah. that was a bit bit pacier than this. Oh, wonderful. Um, let's start with the the first question uh, in our list. Do uh, um you can argue over who's going to answer first uh, just to make your own answer look cooler in uh, comparison uh, <laughs> not accusing you of being childish at all um, but uh, what's your favourite No NoFX song Tom and Niall of the Midlife Punk podcast
2: No, I haven't done my homework for this one so you can go first and I'll do it now
0: so when I was doing my homework
2: I picked
3: Laurie Bayer straight away but mm. I had a crisis of confidence earlier and I was like <laughs> Oh, I really like She's Gone. But I'm sticking with my original choice, Laurie Myers.
1: That, that's um, interesting, because I think those are Eddie's two top choices as well, aren't they? They were
0: my choices. In our, in our little like, co-pilots, we interviewed each other with the questions to show that we're not afraid. And yet, Laurie <laughs> Myers was my number one. And She's Gone is always in the running. I absolutely adore that song. <laughs> You're
3: going to need some more of that red string, Eddie. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <Something laughs> we're is right down on. the rabbit hole here. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Because both of those are super fast, which is what I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, whilst I enjoy their daft songs and stuff, I like their sort of slightly more thoughtful or considered ones that are sort of about stuff you don't hear too often. A defense of sex work is not something you often hear in any songs, no. really. No. I mean, Maybe you know Lizzo's doing something about that now, but you know, tw- you know, twenty five, twenty, how thirty years ago, not really a, not really a thing.
3: I think part of that was like the absolute ferocity of uh, Kim Shattuck's vocal as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Mm.
3: Like, obviously, I'd heard like you know female fr- well, female vocalists on like you know grunge and punk and mm. stuff like that, but the way she absolutely rips out those lyrics, I was like, holy shit! Yeah. And I think with um, "She's Gone," it's like it's a sad song, but it's a it's a punk song. At the yeah. same time, it's like, like you said, you know, the silly ones are all very well and good, but when they start singing about like actual real life situations that could happen to anyone, then it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm.
0: Did you this? I'm throwing out my theory again. Red, uh, Red can have oh, a yeah. nap while I yeah, throw out yeah. my theory. Um, I feel that um, she didn't lose her baby from Coaster is like a sort of a sequel or a sort of a spiritual sequel to that song because I think they're even in the same key but they're the same sort of thing it's the same sort of dreadfully treated individual and this sort of story that doesn't have a happy ending, and it just feels really—I don't know how familiar you are with that particular song, but
2: I uh, in my... I'd, I'd love to agree with you there, Eddie. But then you think the Pharmacist's daughter and uh, seeing double at the triple rock are fundamentally the exact same song. So I think what's probably happened—what's <laughs> probably happened—is they've gone round again and forgot about Laurie. M- uh, I don't know. I'm that... just being a grumpy bastard. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Now, do you know what? Both of those theories uh, have have the literacy, i think yeah so maybe, maybe we'll never find out maybe we'll never know but that's all right <laughs> if you can come out your grump long enough uh do you have a favorite no Effect song
2: i think i do it's either filthy phil uh philanthropist or it's the moron brothers
0: love uh, it interesting Brilliant. Um, neither of those been uh mentioned uh as favorites so far but yeah great
2: everyone knows the moron brothers don't they oh yeah yeah in in their life everyone knows those people yeah, and no. i think in my younger days i was perhaps somebody else's more on brothers to be honest <laughs> um but you know niall just mentioned real life stuff that that's real life stuff isn't it? when you're a, a young punk rocker just yeah uh, people getting pissed and being dicks perhaps taking the joke a little bit too far sometimes
0: oh yeah well the the first time uh you've you find out you've got a mate whose parents go right we're going to be back at midnight and provided the house looks pretty much the same as it was before no questions asked and you go oh, okay and then then the what place is yeah. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> the place is ruined forever immediately 30 grand off the house value just on that one night alone just absolutely ruinous <laughs> you know
3: I missed my English GCSE exam because I was a moron brother.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: I had a moron brother party and, uh, yeah, missed my alarm and never took my English GCSE. <laughs>
0: you seem to be doing fine. Your English is very good. Well done. <laughs> Thank
3: you. I've been practising.
0: <laughs> oh, good, yeah. It really shows. You should be very proud.
2: You should um, sue Fat Mike for lost earnings over the years. <laughs>
3: I think the statute of limitations is well and truly gone by (laughs) that.
0: That's possible, isn't it? Yeah. But um, "filthy Phil philanthropist is uh, that's from Heavy Petting Zoo, isn't it? That's um, a uh, a, an album less travelled as far as no effects goes. In a lot of cases, I think
2: it's uh, for me. Right, the 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 sort of when I thought they could do no wrong was Mm. from Punkin Drublick, probably. Fell off the rails a bit at pump up the volume and um that's smack in the middle of that heavy pet into and yeah. it it's not a brilliant record, is it it's all right it's a bit underrated the more you listen to it there's there's some decent stuff on there yeah. um but but yeah if it it came straight after punkin Drlic, doesn't it, so it was never gonna. That's a hard act to follow, is what I'm trying. Yeah. to
0: say. Oh no, absolutely, uh, yeah. And I think there's some slightly more weird stuff on heavy Pat. I don't know why I get the I get I always get the vibe of it that it's kind of weird in a way. Like, it is,
2: yeah. So what you got? Um, uh, hom- <laughs> homophobic, scared of bums, uh, which whatever is the, did he wants. Yeah, the story. Yeah, mm. um, hot dog in a hallway, weird yeah it's to uh, comfortable of now all these years later yeah a bit isn't it um but yeah there's there's some decent stuff on there but for, mm. for me that's like the best track on that by some oh, distance yeah. and uh i don't know i guess that was the first sort of no effects album i've discovered by myself uh-huh.
0: yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what i
2: mean so so i listened to that and filthy fills the first like it's a standout one. It's the second track on there, mm. so it's just always stuck with me. I don't know why. I just thought, oh, this is this is my NoFX era. This is.
0: No, that's great. Well, that's it. That that's the thing is with a band like this, you can you, people sort of have an era. If you look on any YouTube full album video, there's just yeah, this was their best album, and they didn't do anything good after this. I go, really? This is Liberal Animation. Are you quite sure?
2: Well, I listened to Liberal Animation yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. in preparation for this, because I think I've tried, like, twice before and couldn't... Fucking hell, it is terrible, isn't it? It, it,
0: it?
1: We it, like bits,
0: but... There are, there are a little bit <laughs> of it here and there that are good, but the, um, uh, the vocal performances are all-round very difficult to listen to. Uh, a lot of the music's all right.
2: The song, well, a lot of them do, don't make any sense. beer
0: all right. Beer, <laughs> yeah, like beer bomb's
2: good on there. Um, But, yeah, some of it, you're just like, what is... This is like four songs smooched together in some bloody mess. They dodged a bullet there. That could have been the end of them, you know. It could <laughs> have been, it couldn't could it it have been. It,
0: Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. I think it was that um, sort of hardcore thing where you sort of got to, you, you can have about 20 seconds of the same tempo and the same riff, and then you've got to change it and slow it down and then speed it back up again, and there's a lot of that kind of, it's it's sort of like really bad rich kids on LSD cosplay for a lot of it.
2: I think you've nailed it there. It was like, I live in a cake? What the fuck? Yeah. 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 Oh that, yeah, that's, yeah. That,
0: that's that one good. we have no real uh, <laughs> argument for. <laughs> He's just like,
2: get get out! I don't want to yeah. listen to this shit. Fuck <laughs> off!
0: Well, Put the it, it, bong it, on again. It, it did. Yeah, it did say that it was recorded in two days. And, it shows, don't um, it? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for two days, I don't know, but yeah. They but that's the thing. I think they it because we've been alternating the interviews with um sort of little deep dives on all the albums, we've been doing them in order. Um having our broccoli before our dinner uh, before our dessert in that case. So and um we have been trying to find we've been trying to sort of Process it a bit more than it's fucking shit, and we've been—you know—it's been hard, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we but we've managed it because you know. I, th- I think
1: it's you know like because they are they're super young when they make it, yeah. and I find it like super interesting seeing you know uh, the the start of the, the the band that they will become. And I think what's really interesting is like you can still see those elements, like you can see. Um, what they're going to to become later. Like, like they really are there from the start, you know, like Mike's bass playing, um, you know, his vocals sound very different, but there's something that is still very recognisably Fat Mike. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting seeing the progression, but I, I do admit it's, you know, what we enjoy about it isn't necessarily the music in itself, but rather what the music will become.
2: I guess, yeah, I guess the way to look at it is, if that was album one and the only album,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Would, would would there be like a no effects podcast about this classic album, Liberal Animation? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. probably not.
2: But like you say, Red, yeah, it, it's it's the opportunity to look back and go, um, oh, half of that was a load of old wank, but some <laughs> some yeah. of it you can see coming through later on. Yeah, and yeah,
1: then like, like when you know when that when there's like the, the big changes, like when Jefe comes in, like. Uh, you know, like do it's just it's just interesting to see that transition and it makes you almost appreciate um I was about to say appreciate the new newer stuff more, but I actually like I, I somehow come out appreciating the older stuff just like knowing where it came from and uh just seeing progression like uh like a focus, a drive to to get past their, you know, not as good stuff.
0: I think it's that thing of Because I think we, songwriters, they have, I think a lot of them have an idea of what this song is supposed to sound like in their head with the arrangement Mm. and stuff. But when you've got like four 18 year olds who've only picked up their instruments in the past five years or so to try and make this sort of big (laughs) complex, sort of intertwining, you know, melodies and counter melodies on all the instruments whilst having a rip roaring drum beat and all this kind of stuff, like trying to express that. Is quite difficult, so it takes time to sort of learn that kind of stuff as well. But
2: you're making me so, feel bad now, Eddie.
0: No, no, you're, no. I'm. Honestly, I mean, no, we to are know too what, generous. I, 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 what I'm
2: picking up is stop slagging off kids, Tom.
0: No, but, no. no you know what, this is precisely the worst thing about me, right? I was, we were, I was doing a gig at. Um, it was in Hull, and um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, you know. It's the only place that will book me. But, um, you know, it's uh, i doing a gig in Holt, and uh, a lady in the audience said, uh, are you one of the turns? And so I knew with her up-to-date terminology that she was definitely a comedy fan. And I said, sure. And she said, I've got a request. And I thought, all oh, right, she's going to say, uh, it's our Denise's birthday. Can you call her a slag or whatever? You know, some yeah. sort of... Th- happens a lot, right, Red? <laughs> sure, yeah. That's just the normal thing. <laughs> what she said was... Um, nope could you make the comedy, uh, asking me to make everyone's comedy, could you make it more right than left, please? Because I don't want to hear any jokes slagging off Brexit. And I was that dumbfounded. I went, I'll, I'll see what I can do, because I was just so taken <laughs> aback. And I thought, oh, fuck, am I the tolerant left? Is that what I am? Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What a ridiculous... I
2: know. That, everybody, <laughs>
0: yeah. this okay, woman her here says... In the green room now. Okay, yeah. right.
2: Turn, turns meeting. Yeah, We've got exactly. got something
0: to discuss. Right. Well, I'm sorry, everyone, but... Uh, wow. Andy French, your favourite non-binary act from uh, Leeds is going to have to start doing some right-wing comedy and they don't know how they feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be okay, exciting. No. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Flicking uh, through the
2: Bernard Manning best of. Basically, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> right. Right, so basically it's either want to make fun of what minorities live around here or just remind people of stuff from the past, you know, when the minorities didn't live around here. So, hey, he has...
2: Peter Kay's made a fortune doing that.
0: He absolutely The, has... the
2: reminding about the past stuff, not psyching off minorities. Just...
0: No, 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 he doesn't have to. He's, uh, he's got Paddy McGuinness for that. So. <laughs> 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 I knew there was a reason he kept him around anyway. That's uh, that's another rabbit hole we could dive down. Fantastiche. Um, so, um, do you have a favorite NoFX album?
2: Is go on now, you first. Mine was
3: a cop out originally, it was going to be 45 or 46 songs.
0: <laughs> I'd have to say, the best of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I've gone for. I went for that original, but I'm going to go for surprisingly <laughs> enough. Although I'm sure it's been picked already. Heavy petting zoo. Mm,
0: it has not been picked before, no. But there you go. Yeah, you got you. That's your. Uh, you're the first one over the line on that one. Yeah, excellent. But what is it about heavy petting zoo that? Uh, um, I
3: think it's like obviously punk and trouble. It's the big one, but I think heavy petting zoo has got a really strong um, sort of suite of songs as you like um yeah it's it's stuff like you've got the odds clanger in there like for example hot dog in a hallway but you go from like track six release the hostages then you've got liza what's the matter with kids today love story in the black and white that's a pretty good run yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's uh there's no skippers in the, uh, in that selection yeah that's great you i plan? believe yeah. that's
1: I mean we we haven't actually done a deep dive into that one yet but it is coming up very soon. Yes. And I'm super excited to like have a proper listen to that again because it's been a while for me.
0: We actually postponed it slightly because we decided to do um heard they suck live and gotten worse live as a as a double one uh, before nice. it. So uh so yeah because the last one we did was uh, punk and Drublick. so that's not gone out yet so we'll uh, find out precisely um we got one of the sweetest Facebook comments, which was, I respectfully disagree with all of your opinions on Ribbed. <laughs> <laughs> all of them.
1: Respectfully, though.
0: Yeah, I'll respectfully. Yeah. But absolutely, absolutely put every single foot wrong on our analysis of that album, <laughs> which uh, which I love. Uh, but yeah, we've got respectful fans. That's uh, that's what we do. No, carrying the
2: paste, is there? A...
0: <laughs> no, apparently not, no. Uh, so what about yourself, Tom?
2: Uh, so long and thanks for all the shoes.
0: Ah. That's my favourite too.
2: You know, I'd never sit there and go, oh, fucking hell, I'm going to listen to X song off that. But I will. It's on the turntable right now, actually. Um, I will sit down if I've got a spare 45 minutes and I will sit and listen to that from start to finish. I think it's um, that's the sound for me. That's what, in my head, that's what NoFX sound like that's like yeah. the the version of them that's ingrained in there um it's got it's got the mix of the serious and the daft it's got short songs on it and long songs yeah. mixed tempos uh it, i think it's just a really good example of you no know, effects show real stuff you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i think uh, it's got the the best scar on it it's yeah. um it's when they started getting um uh, spike from the gimmies to do the backing vocals as well the yeah. harmony stuff so uh, all the performances are just super strong on it and um yeah it's great it
2: as well like because i again that was after was that after petting zoo was wasn't it next yes. one after um again that was one that i discovered myself mm. and what was that 97 8
0: 99 i think of- or oh, no! Sorry, yeah. it was ninety-eight, and then yeah, ninety-nine was uh, the decline.
2: Yeah, and you know, we didn't have a computer till I was about sixteen in my house, mm. um, and and we just didn't know what the band looked like. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. there's no pictures in the Punkin drublick CD, um, none in Heavy Petting Zoo, uh, and none in that in so long but there's the four pictures of people that aren't them with their names underneath one of them's chuck from good riddance isn't it yeah um but you know i had to take that at face value because i just did not know what they looked like
0: i think yeah i think the closest we got to it um in my group of friends was when someone got um so long and they've got cartoons of them they've got little like caricatures Mm. and we're like Okay, I don't, but they're all pulling stupid faces as well. So it's sort of it's it's like yeah, they, they were a complete mystery. It was really quite exciting.
2: An enigma, weren't they? They were. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah no, I, I I fully agree. I think um, there's something very. I mean, some people have said, you know, the. the the Kick drums a bit too clicky on those, sort of that. Oh, fat fuck God. but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is that what was amazing is that you could hear it on your shit little CD, off exactly. brand Walkman, off-brand yeah. Walkman or, or on a cassette someone had made you. It, it, it cut through perfectly. It was like, I love the way they've made this record sound good to pe- the people who buy it. <laughs> can't, you know, Phil Collins can, you know, have a, a lush production that's going to be on, uh, you know, a, a £1,000 stereo, but no effects don't have that kind of an audience. It's- Do you
2: think that was a, a, an accident or, or they did it deliberately? Because Stock Aitken and Waterman in the 80s, in the studio when they had mixed stuff, this is another Midlands thing, by the way, because this all went on in Cov, but they, they'd test the mix out through um, FM radio speakers, like
0: yeah.
2: because yeah. that's how it was going to sound yeah. in people's kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if that was that what now did.
0: Usually mixes, in my, as far as I am aware, mixes are usually you play them on as wide a variety of things as possible. So you put on your nice audiophile headphones, you listen to the studio monitors, but then yeah, you go out to the car, yeah, with a with a cassette or nowadays probably a thumb drive, and uh, yeah, I am pretty sure that they would do that. But because I think was that one Ryan Green as well, because he was the the he, uh, the, the fat sound that he made on that uh, that first Propaganda record that yeah. sort of, um, it was like one of those records that like ruined a generation. <laughs> so sort of everyone wanted their stuff to sound like it and then eventually people started calming down and finding their own sort of thing. But that fat sound was really sort of revolutionary at the time.
2: Because he did that clicking, he, hmm. the silver dollar under duct tape, wasn't it, on the... Yeah. On simple the, like, as that.
0: Yeah, yeah, on the kick. Uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, he he tried out loads of stuff. We were fine. We were looking at all the different things that uh, he because he's worked with Megadeth and people like that, and like Celine Dion and and all these different <laughs> things. He's like a. It might not be Celine Dion, but it's some sort of pop stroll. It's like some
2: I knew sort of... I knew I knew the cl- the kick on uh, my heart will go on is much too clicky.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean...
2: I've always hated that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's just no, there's just no bottom end on on that whole recording. It's uh, it just reeks of uh, Ryan Green. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's her, but it's that kind of thing. But yeah, there's um, the, no effects have shared a lot of people with uh, Megadeth because he went on to record Megadeth. And the guy who did the painting on uh, S and M Airlines, he designed, um, he did loads of Megadeth covers and designed their own little version of Eddie that they've got oh, stuff hell. like that. So, yeah, it's just, it's just... They sort of do their apprenticeship with no effects and then go off and actually make some money, which, you know, good for <laughs> them.
1: Yeah. Good time, anyway. And Hefe did the opposite. <laughs> yeah, he could have, yeah. Hefe was earning well and then yeah, came yeah. to no effects.
2: Well, the um, the guy who made the video for S&M Airlines ended up being the director of that film Day After Tomorrow,
0: was it? Oh, was it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy who just sort of pointed a, pointed a camera at some blokes and then Tom's the going go, right, I'm going to make a living doing this. You oh, turns out you did.
2: Yeah, there you go. Happy Amazing. days.
0: Um, do you have a favourite lyric from NoFX?
2: This was a really hard question, guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We wrote them down without trying it and we refused to take it out of <laughs> the I <limit.
1: laughs> committed now. Sure.
2: I don't even know what song it's from, right? It's off White Trash. Um, the lyric is, sit back and relax, yeah, do nothing, yeah, 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 that is fucking ballsy, right? <laughs> in the studio, what are we going to put here? Oh, fucking hell, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 let's stick that in there. I, I just admire the either the real laziness and the don't care attitude that that's made it on there or mm-hmm. the sort of ballsiness of, you know, I'm having yeah, 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 yeah. As one of my lyrics.
0: It's just scribbling that out, an A4 longhand. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not
2: not near thing. times three. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you end up with a song which is near X3, you know. Yeah. Which, which would be... but It's like, you know, the uh, the joke of the actors reading out the stage directions. You know, it's that kind of... Uh, <laughs> kind of well, thing? Th- this will not do stands up. Or
2: well, when poor old Jeremy Corbyn said... Um, uh, strong pause, strong point here. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. <sighs> That's what did for him in the end. I think it was, you know.
0: Of, of all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate seating on a train. No, I can ride that one out. I'll forget about that by tea time. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching out his own uh, directions, yeah. yeah. Relax, sit back, relax, do nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. What, what
2: song is it from? I can't remember now. Second Side two of... Um, White trash, I know that. I can't remember. Perhaps the listeners can, it can be a little game. They can figure yeah, it out. Yeah.
0: So if you do know which one uh, Tom's referring to, then uh, pop it in a comment or uh, or what have you. Um... Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm looking at the track listing and it is, uh, there's not one called Nyan, 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 Nyan. So no. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, Niall, what's yours?
3: Uh, so mine's a little bit more. Um thoughtful Uh, so it's from the idiots are taken over and it's angry mob mentality is no longer the exception it's the rule and it's still the thing like 20 odd years
0: after they recorded that yes it was upsettingly prophetic rather than just reflective of the time wasn't it
3: i mean you look back like from 2023 to when george bush was president Mm. and you think like yeah, it couldn't have possibly gotten any worse from there, couldn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were we complaining about? <laughs> I mean, I, we were complaining about things that should have been complained about, but apparently people just doubled that. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's a great choice, that. That was, uh, yeah, that was brilliant.
2: Very good, now.
0: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, For a really hard question, that was the, uh, the most painless answer. What's your, your favourite memory of no Effects? Direct or indirect, I suppose.
2: Can I tell you about the perfect day? Please. There's oh, this is day that was perfect, right? And uh, it was when I was still lived back in my hometown, in Nuneaton. Um There was must have been about 12 of us went over to Birmingham um, to watch NoFX. Uh, that was sort of like the main event. But we all met in the boozer by the station. Um, it, you know... Everyone was just the perfect age. I must I must have been about twenty-four. Um, my brother and his sort of mates were eighteen, nineteen, uh, in, in the group. Um, it was just me and Winnow, my mate, who, <laughs> who were my age. Uh, and then they were all younger than us. But anyway, um yeah, and and we sort of went after lunch over to Birmingham, uh, on the train, uh just just so much funny shit happened we declared it shit t-shirt day where you had to just buy shit just wank t-shirts uh and 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 wearing. we told one of the guys it was shit hat day as well and he came in some ridiculous hat <laughs> loads of fun um got on the train over over there um met some mexican guy who claimed he was el jefe's cousin i don't fucking know uh he had some chewing tobacco, I had some of that, it was fucking disgusting, nowhere to, just nowhere to spit it. Um, got, got to the gig, uh, wedged one of our mates and lifted him up and he went through the ceiling tiles at the old Birmingham Academy. I <laughs> I fell down the stairs at the Academy, on, on my arse, just went with a pint in each hand, uh, all the way down, <laughs> didn't spill a drop, not a drop um and then at the end there was some people outside selling fake t-shirts oh, and yeah. we started a big chant 10 pound one wash 10 pound one wash and yeah there was like a little mini riot everyone started chucking this con artist t-shirts around um we pissed in the train station and some one of the guards shouted at us this is a train station not a playstation doesn't make any sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, you're not, you're not supposed to piss in your playstation <laughs> oh, I understand. When well, we not, got Scott back, Brock? we
2: got back to Nuneaton um, after the gig. Uh, there was an ex. Well, he looked like a homeless guy, um, but he, he claimed to be an ex footballer called Dave Tomlin and kept a laminated sheet with his appearances for Leicester City goals, assists, cards, the lot. And and yeah, and no effects happened in there somewhere. All I remember is they weren't very good. It was in that period where. You know why they did Backstage Passport and went to all mad places? Because they were just bored as fuck of doing the same old stuff. It yeah. was quite apparent
0: right, right. that they were
2: bored. So it must have been about 2005. So I would have been 20-ish, 2005, 2006, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that that's the, the perfect day. Everyone had fun. No one was an arsehole. No one got too pissed and so everybody fell out. It was just a really fun day all of us together and it was all focused on getting the train over from sunny nunny to birmingham for no effects um and i'll never forget it
0: <laughs> that's for not neither will i that's uh, that's that's wonderful that See, this, is, <laughs> this is this is the kind of uh, the kind of story that i was uh, hoping for one of the reasons we sort of started this podcast was because you know as long as i can remember no effects has been a sort of a constant in yeah. my life. And, and then they're going, Oh, we're not touring anymore. And it's sort of, you know, it turns out they're going to be releasing stuff and whatnot. You know, it feels like a sort of a wind down. And so the idea of a sort of a, an existence where no effects isn't just going to be there is weird. That without no effects, none of those things would have happened in that perfect day, for example, you
2: know? Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen them. I, mm. I can't even begin to calculate it. It's, so high and and to think i went a large number of years when i first got into them without ever seeing them um 2003 deconstruction tour manchester apollo was the first time um and then yeah over the years so many times so many some good some yeah. not so good some utter garbage um <laughs> some great uh you know one one that sticks in my mind leeds festival uh God knows when that would have been. It was in the Bush presidency because they did that idiot son of an asshole oh, song. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I remember. But, that
2: but one. again, we were all we were all there. Um, I, I yeah, I had altered my consciousness, sure. Uh, and I, I was um, there
0: too, similarly altered.
2: Yes, and all, we were all there, and they played, and it was red art, and it was they were funny, and they weren't shit, and yeah, that that's another really good one for me.
0: Absolutely. How about yourself, now?
2: I think
3: your perfect day, Tom, was the same one I chose. Was that um, was that gig West Snuff open for him? I think it was. You know. Yeah, uh, April thirtieth, two thousand and nine. So I got those tickets for my thirtieth birthday. Um, I was very yeah, excited. I... Was it? Mm-hmm. If you were twenty-four, then the maths adds up. You're probably right. Yeah. Let's just say I'm right, because I'm usually right. But, yeah, I couldn't find anywhere to go, with not Um But eventually I did, and, yeah, it was a good gig. They weren't, like you say, they weren't particularly good. I remember them doing the, um, oh, what's that that thing called? Was it Avenue Q, where they brought the puppets out and shit as well?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think that's when I went,
2: what the fuck is this?
3: Yeah. <laughs> And um, I was like, yeah, this, this is one of those where they're just going to do a lot of talking and play like five songs. Um, mm. But I think, it's not a particularly fond memory, but I did have to get a taxi back from Birmingham to Burton-on-Trent, where I was living at the time, and that was a lot of money. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think I think that, that is a lot of money. I think the uh, Avenue Q thing is, uh, when Mike did the uh, the Home Street Home, I think the guy who wrote Avenue Q was one of his collaborators on that. So Ah. maybe that was around the time. Because he'd been working on it for a long time before he sort of announced anything. So maybe he was in a Q frame of mind.
3: Yeah. I mean, to this day, I still find myself singing Everyone's a Little Bit Racist from time to time. (laughs) I think that stretches back to that night because I've never seen
0: um, the Avenue Q show. No, nor have I. But yeah, they they did used to finish with that. And then there was one tour where they finished with the Nina Simone song. Um oh. old, like no, they didn't play it. They played it over the uh, over the speakers um, and stuff like that. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool. <clears throat> so, wow, so both of you uh the same show, but uh you you weren't you didn't know one another at the time. All no. no. oh, right, wow. Well, there she you go. The
2: shit T-shirt gang now. <laughs> the ten pound one wash militants. What was the other chant? I can't remember now. <laughs> Something to do with the quality of the tea, you know how it goes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I remember yeah. outside Leeds cockpit, there were always uh, those guys. There were a fiver and those, that they in the nineties. It was a uh, five-year shirt 7 ten year, year olds, olds.
2: <laughs> five-year t's, ten-year-olds. Yeah. That's what. It is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, they used to get don't... really annoyed if you accidentally trod on them. I'm like, you've put these on the pavement.
2: Yeah, man, yeah. What do
0: you think's on my shoe that's worse than on a Leeds pavement? Well, We kicked can't... it all
2: off. We were doing £10 one wash, and then, like, I think it was my brother, like, pushed me onto <laughs> onto his T-shirt, you know, yeah. fucking diorama. And, um, yeah, and then it all, all went mad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
3: I
0: love it. I think so, you've so got to respect £10 one wash, yeah. the... Uh,
2: the military
3: precision which with which they, like, you go into the venue, you see the show, and they're outside lined up. Oh, yeah. Boring. And it's like, do they just watch the last person go in and go, right, come on, quick?
2: Yeah. The the perfect day, I remember that FX had a T-shirt on sale that was, like, the front page of a newspaper, and it said Birmingham News or whatever, Kids Riot at Punk Show, and they must have had that T-shirt <laughs> for every place, but with... Yeah, wherever the fuck, I don't know, London News mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, But, yeah, I think that... And I remember they were ridiculously expensive, and I was like, mm, might have to go so and I see go, the five... They were ridiculously expensive, so I oh. might have to go and see the five of your tees, ten of your hoods, man.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Well, we've got a question now that's... Um, this, is, this can be a bit of a head-scratcher. Do you have... Uh, what do you think is the best way... Uh, to sort of introduce no effects to a (sighs) (laughs) non-fan? I'd I'd just
2: have to stick with what I know and say, look, here's one called Punkin Drupalik, here's Heavy Petting Zoo, here's fucking So Long. Mm -hmm. Listen to them. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: And then if you like it, go out and listen to more. But I think, from my point of view anyway, I think you're going to get, the full no effect spectrum from them three records. That, like I said, that's my era. Yeah. Because um, I, I bet there's nobody that stopped at S and M Airlines, is there? And went, "This is <laughs> don't get no better than this." So, <laughs> so, so you know, um, probably that's that's where I would point people.
0: Cool. So you'd, you'd go for just sort of let's let's give you the uh, the vintage quintessence. And yes see whether uh, and then if you like that then the rest of it will be reminiscent at, at worst
2: and also um try and make sure that they don't do any research into fat mike's personality
0: <laughs> that's um yes a divisive a divisive person isn't it? yeah my
2: missus fucking hates him like <laughs> She's not into punk at all. Right. But I've watching documentaries and stuff, and she, she don't have enemies. The current missus said, oh. "Well, she doesn't," but he's what he's her only enemy. I think in in life, she hates him.
0: Is it? Is it? Is because <laughs> I can sort of see it. I've I've always I've always thought that um, you know when. Uh, people say, you know, they do that thing. I'm just dead honest, mate. That's all it is. I'm just honest. That's all it is. I'm just honest. I'm sorry. If you can't handle it, that's it.
2: Just saying what everyone's thinking, which is the coppa on I'm a wanker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I sort of think that he's like that, only he knows that what he's thinking or what he's saying is not what everyone's thinking. It's <laughs> what he is very specifically thinking. So sort of, you know. Yeah, I know
2: this wasn't the question, right? But, But... <clears throat> It's the, it's the arrogance for me. I I can't... When he was younger, he had something to say, you know what I mean? And mm. he's got loads of money and fucking fair play to him, right? Never begrudge anyone that. Um, but you can't be saying about the ills of the world and, and um, oh, this is what it's like on the streets, man, when you're living in a... It's just not real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. um yeah and and I used to think he he was like funny and and he had really insightful points about you know the mainstream music industry and, and punk rock what it was becoming and what it used to be mm-hmm. um but but I don't know if I'd be the same he's obviously just got so much money it don't matter anymore if he pisses people off or upsets people or fucks people off um and he can just say what he he wants and it's just like yeah stop trying to be edgy mate well, but yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. how I would tell people. That's what I say. <laughs> look, don't 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 have any interviews with him, sure. or just just listen to it, and don't look at any pictures like I had to. You know, <laughs> just look at some caricatures. Yeah. in the, in the it, thing. Um, it's
0: interesting actually because the when that that period, that sort of nineties late nineties period, was when they they didn't put pictures of themselves in. They didn't do any interviews. You couldn't find any. No. Even just like written interviews and stuff, like used to be able to find. You could find, you know, uh, an online zine that Joey Cape had done an interview with, and you go, "Oh, that is interesting. Joey Cape likes this," and you know that would be fine. Um, But no no effects with that Enigma, and uh, sometimes it turns out you don't want that. You don't want certain questions answered.
2: Yeah, should have kept that (laughs) option there.
0: Well, that's it when it sort of turned around. But um, I don't know. I sort of it is strange because. I find Mike is the sort of person who uses terms like um, "best" rather than "favorite." What 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 he means is "favorite," and yeah. what he says is "best." And I always I'm always slightly wary of that, which is why we use "favorite" in this because it you know if if you so, I mean I've heard what you two have got to say about the cramps, and I absolutely disagree with you. However. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Sometimes I fucking love the cramps. Okay, um, and, not whore-ass
2: uh, Hyena though. Say again, not whore-ass Hyena. Surely you don't. Uh, you're not going to excuse them that. That's the song that we slagged off on. That. Oh right, oh, all that. Hey,
0: it's far from there. It's very far from their best. That was not peak era cramps. No, um, but um, but but equally, I. Um, <laughs> I mean, it almost became. It was quite funny because one of you just went. I mean, and then another one went. there was shit, and then all of you went, "Yeah, get it, kids! <laughs> you'll smell, you'll smelt blood." And just I don't know if you were upset you hadn't slagged off some other songs on there a bit more, and went, "Oh, I'll just put it all into this <laughs> anyway." But the point being, I thought I'm not going to bring that up. But anyway, the point it's being, subjective, is, is isn't it? But is yeah, that, it's absolutely, it's it's absolutely made. fine for someone to find the cramps utterly shit. I, I I'm. It's not the first time I've had that opinion in my ears before either. I wasn't, like, shocked. <laughs> you know, Eddie, was,
2: uh... I went to a cramps tribute uh, not long after that, as sort of like, you know, self-flagellation, you know, I want to go and see if I was wrong. And it was all right.
0: Was it, it was the interiors?
2: Right. Uh, no, it was... Oh, okay. They're all American, well, or oh, half okay. of them were. Uh, teenage werewolves?
0: All oh, right. right, yeah. Hmm.
2: And it was their job, so they must go around the world pretending to be somebody else.
0: So. Fair enough. Ugh, how can they sleep at night? Oh, like actors, probably. But um, yeah, but but that but that's the thing is like that that's absolutely fine to uh, to to vehemently dislike something, but to suggest that that is some sort of fact, I find really just difficult to. But yeah, and Mike is very much one of those people who's like, uh, this is the best thing. That's the best thing, and. You know and that's it, yeah, and that's it. And I find that inflexibility, well, you've seen what I'm like, yeah, I find that inflexibility of thought to be a bit of a turn off. I must, well, you know, you,
2: you, you're spot on because it, it's you, you can't like everything, but equally, you can't hate everything. And I would never ever like say you are wrong, someone's opinion is that's just not how opinions work, is it?
1: Whereas Fat Mike did. Write and record a song called "You're Wrong." He did, did not he? That's true, and I really like that song as well. Yeah, it's great, but uh,
0: but that's because it lines up, broadly speaking, with all of my views. So obviously, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, um perfectly willing to admit my own hypocrisy when it shows up. But that's you know, but the thing is, is that that's on quite important things. This is like, um you know, on on what bands you like. It's like that. That's fine as long as it's not screwdriver i think we're all all right you know oh
3: well, i don't know the first album was all right no
2: i kidding i'm
3: kidding, no. I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> you know what you know, i just could... said about that like not judging opinions yeah for a minute fuck that off that first screwdriver album is shit and i don't <laughs> care what anyone says it is garbage
0: yeah i think it was uh the fact that it wasn't Ideologically reprehensible, they went, Well, that's that's bound to be better than everything else, but you know, just
2: fucking fucking edge lords, mate. Just yeah. just people who want to say stuff to be controversial.
0: Fuck well, them. you know, maybe he should have spent a little less time being a shit and a little more time learning how to drive,
2: <coughs> exactly. Hey, that's not far from me, you know, Comrade A38. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's people go to the tree every year and like <laughs> thank the tree. <laughs> I always find out about it after the fact. I can never wow. go, I wanna go down and everyone's like, "Wee, hey, nice one.
0: I want to go to Tree Fest. Yeah. <laughs> Just play the specials really loudly at it, you yeah, know. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> cool. Um what about uh what about yourself now? What do you what would you do to uh lure someone into the torrid web
3: well there's the softly softly approach which is probably making like some sort of playlist or mm-hmm. tape or mini disc if you're still into that sort of thing or there's going Longing more <laughs> there's going straight in and just playing them the decline from front mm-hmm. to back and saying fucking listen to this
1: yeah i like it that's a
0: great idea We've not we've not had anyone suggest a baptism of fire before. Yeah, um, that's like isn't...
3: that's like a drop kick through a flaming window in terms yeah, of like it's up there.
0: A bold approach of which I respect immensely. That's fantastic. Yeah, because it would either I mean that's virtually Stockholm syndroming someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By, by the end, they sort of walk out just going, la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, play me the nya, yeah, yeah band, please. It's <laughs> like some PSYOP thing going on. That's uh, Yeah, that's great. That. Well, that's
2: another thing about NoFX, isn't it? Like, when you got into Green Day when you were a kid, your mum liked that, didn't she? She could tolerate Green Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could, t- could
0: hear the words. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Tolerate some of the rancid stuff. Wouldn't tolerate no effects, would they?
0: Nah. No. No. <laughs> I think um, I. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a tape in my mum's car. Uh, on one side, it was So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes. And on the other, it was Nimrod. And uh, didn't live very far away from school, but uh, mum was always going somewhere and would drop me and my sister off. And she was notably in a a more cheerful mood uh, the weeks that it was the Nimrod side playing when when it was the So Long side. I never really put that together until well after the fact when my sister was like, do you uh, I found that tape um, that uh, you forced mum to keep in the car. Um, And uh, yeah, do you remember how she was always really annoyed when it was no effect? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway I don't know how many years my <laughs> mum's life with that which is a shame but she did like uh, she liked Nimrod it's
2: <laughs> a good record man
0: yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and much more mum friendly than um, because I think it was in um, in one of them it's got that bit where it goes from a major chord to the same chord in a minor and it sounds like Nowhere Man by the Beatles and I can't remember which song it is <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she was like oh that, that's very good I like that Anyway, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got, uh, yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) we've got uh, two questions left. Um, What do you think is NoFX's legacy? What's that going to look like?
2: No, this is. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a bastard now. (laughs) I'm not going to be a bastard. I'm going to say what I think. That's not being a bastard. Please say
0: what you think. Hey. And well, it's this, nothing to
2: do with screwdriver, neither. In, in, <laughs>
0: the, in the church of Fat Mike, which is where we are, to speak as one finds is the done thing.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> why not? Why pack it in now and not twenty years ago? And I don't know if this is an old, getting old thing, mm. but um, these last two records, fuck me, they've been they've tarnished a the legacy a bit by. Really? going on a little bit too long, just a little bit, hmm. you know, um, f- 10 years ago, I thought they were going to pack it in after that fucking, when he made them remarks about that shooting in Las Vegas, I thought yeah, yeah. he's he's going to think I'm 55. I've had enough, um, but he didn't. And he's carried on. I, d- I don't know. It just feels like it's just gone on a little bit too long. That's all. That's all. But the legacy is, um, great records, Loads of people into punk rock, um, solid foundations of friendships and and great times mm-hmm. uh being younger and of course, fat records as well, you know oh, yeah, it's yeah. not to do with no effects, but without no effects, there wouldn't be a fat records yeah. um and and you know that that was the ultimate gateway, wasn't it um opened opened the world up to me uh, I found out there was punk bands from England. <laughs> that were still going, you yeah. know, high-fat records, Snuff, Goober Patrol uh, mm-hmm. and all that. And I was like, I well...
0: assumed, but they were on there, weren't they?
2: Yeah, I was like, well, bugger me, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not just Americans, it's, we're doing it as well.
0: It, it's really weird to think, isn't it, that uh, of a certain generation, one, uh, pretty much the one that we're talking about, the idea that punk was almost an exclusively American genre, which would have... <laughs> caused all of the uh, seventy seven lot to um i don't know ask for more change I don't know but you know they did, they they <laughs>
2: fucking hated it though didn't they no. they 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 really the seventy seveners they mm-hmm. couldn't cope with it
0: no no like, really weird that they went, oh no, these people have heard a thing and decided to do their own thing with it, well, I hate that,
2: yeah. Why isn't it exactly like this 18 months when I was young?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: That little snapshot in time. And I guess I'm doing it a bit as well. You know, and if people like the later NoFX albums, yeah. fucking have at it, right? Yeah. Be my guest. But for me, I guess I didn't get too rich. It became it became obvious that their lives were completely and utterly now detached from mine.
0: Right, yeah, yeah.
2: The Bush administration, right, when he was singing about that, I could sort of buy into how that was affecting him then. Mm -hmm. Um, But but now, you know, economic hard times, it's not going to bother them. I don't know. I sound bitter. I'm not trying to sound bitter. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's for me, just just, just the great records, that record label, the the good times, The spreading of punk rock around the world, actually, because I think they, they they put a shift in on that front as well, getting the word out there mm. um, about themselves and other bands. But yeah. for me, it just went on a little bit too long.
0: Well, you know, it's if you're going to have Life of Brian, you've got to accept meaning of life is going to be there as well, I suppose. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. one of those, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, it's they're, they're, you can't be sure. But they've put out their best until you think they start putting out stuff that's not as good as their best, I suppose, you know. It's double check you know, it's like how I eat food, I and I need to make sure I'm full, so I'll just keep eating until it's deeply uncomfortable. And then I know <laughs> yeah. I've definitely had enough food. You know, that's
2: it's it's, <laughs> it's like chasing the dragon, isn't it? Like oh, yeah. oh that wow. Fucking so long it's amazing. Mm. And you, you want that again, don't of you? Do. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's never come.
0: But it's that thing as well, as 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 much as I always think it's sort of very important that as long as people are making the art, the art, whatever it is they're doing, that they genuinely want to make. If it's not for me, that's fine. If they're making the stuff that they think people want to hear, that's when it starts to become sort of genuinely bad, I suppose, in my mind anyway, so if they're the albums that they want to make, then cool it might just not be the albums I choose to put on, and all the other ones are still there, that's the thing it's when...
2: The question I want to ask him is, if a single album landed on your desk at Fat Rec Towers would you sign that? Mm. Do you know what I mean? On the strength of that, because the answer's probably not Hmm. i'd imagine i don't know i don't well he'd probably go yeah sure i would (laughs) but i don't know
0: (laughs) really caught you out with that one
2: good impression there wasn't it
0: go. yeah sure i would yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i imagine would happen (laughs) cool well uh no, no i i do you know what i think um yeah, I, I, most of that stuff I, I absolutely agree with. All of that stuff about the, uh, you know, the record label and and what sort of ambassadors they were for for punk rock, I guess. Uh, what about you, Niall?
3: Um Broadly similar,
0: um, although
3: I really, there's probably a controversial opinion, but I really enjoyed First Ditch Effort, and I think that would have been mm. a solid cap on everything. I don't think there was any sort of need for single and double album whether it's him getting like his backlog of, of written but unreleased tracks out or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we... I, I always thought, I, I think the purpose of those two albums was because they were struggling to tour at the time due to the, the, the comments uh, about the Las Vegas shooting. So they basically were like, oh, well, if we can't tour for these two years, we'll just release two back-to-back albums um, because they just wanted something to do and something to put out, Yeah, I, I believe.
3: But, like, on the flip side of the whole, you know, the, the wells sort of dried up kind of thing in terms of, you know, quality, like, songs and albums and stuff, you've got people like Ginger Wildart who are still churning out, like, yeah. Stone Cold Bangers, you know, 40 years
0: later. Oh, absolutely.
3: I think his, his biggest legacy is going to be not just Fat Records, but, like, what Fat Records, like, defined since the very start. Because mm-hmm. the big two, obviously, for a certain generation with Fat Records and Epitaph, you know, it was always yeah. you're always looking for the next uh, Fat Arama or not Fat sorry, Tom, the uh, <laughs> next Fat Records compilation and the next, um, you know, Punk rama Well, mm-hmm. Epitaph just kind of went with the money, as it were, they went with whatever was cool. And the fact mm-hmm. that Fat Wreck kind of just plowed that furrow for so many years and it's a distinct sound it's like it is the fat wreck sound um yeah just the you know the bands that maybe not so much these days but the bands that he's brought through you know he's obviously we touched upon bands like snuff and goober patrol um and the whole 77 thing it kind of feels like they were keeping bands like leatherface snuff and all that kind of away from us
0: Mm. yeah
3: it was like, oh, no, we can't we can't let these... Because it blew my mind when I first heard Snuff, and it was like, they've been going since 1986. Yeah. When I was listening to fucking Queen, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think... This existed, but yeah, it was held away. Yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, I think, like, it, it sort of spreads away from uh, Fat Mike as well to, you know, Erin, who's, like, pretty much running the label nowadays and i think that it's it's always going to be there in some form or another um and yeah again good times when you're a youngster and you listen to like this really dangerous music with like fast guitars fast drummers and a little bit of swearing
0: Ooh. oh all right <laughs> but yeah i absolutely uh i think that's uh really spot on yep love that so we come to the final question in our list the uh, the most controversial. I think we know what Tom's answer is already, but uh, we'll ask. <laughs> we'll ask it nonetheless. Tom and Niall from the Midlife Punk podcast. Who is your favourite member of No Effects, and why is it Fat Mike? Who is your favourite member of No Effects?
2: I'm sorry, it is definitely not him. Um, uh, smelly for me.
0: Smelly. Yeah, cool.
2: low-key Named my son after him as well. Uh, not Smelly, like his real name. Yeah, no, he's no, no. No, yeah. No, not, so not. <laughs> yeah. The boy names. kid him. is named after yeah. him, yeah, uh, low-key. Um, and she, did, she doesn't know, so if she listens to this.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: <you don't> know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there might not be a current Mrs. Sidwell if she finds this out. But, uh, yeah, you know, in, in that book, um, the Hepatitis bathtub and other stories that they put out, he should have said "Fuck you lot I'm doing my own book uh you know he 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 lived it you know what i mean yeah he he had a he had a shit time um growing up yep. some parts of that are relatable to me but he you know he was just in it and he he chose the drums to play and he was never about all being him 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 it was uh you know he just went and he just fucking he found punk rock and he loved it and it was his church and his like yeah. safe place or whatever you know mm. um, his heroin place as well yes uh, but he that's the he, problem he got, with
0: churches they're full of heroin that's...
2: yeah he, he got past that but yeah, yeah he, just, he just strikes me as a clever decent hard working bloke and he doesn't seem to take it uh, for granted um, yeah. my only criticism of it is more recently he's, he's looked more and more bored Every kick, <laughs> you know, like because he's so good at drums, it's yeah. not an effort. In, you know, if I was yeah. playing like that, I'd be drenched in fucking sweat, right? Yeah. And he's just doing it like it's. He's natural.
0: always he's always had that thing where his hands are barely moving. It looks like yeah. he's barely brushing them, and he's been doing ever since I can remember seeing him. I always thought, wow, but you know, he's like a swan. Everything under the where well, you can't see, his legs are going crazy, and um or his one leg is. Uh,
2: yeah, I, you know, I've got to say, I do not view myself as anywhere near his league of playing the drums, but I play like that. Mm. Arms don't move, wrists, everything. Mm. You know, that's how I that that's how I play, and I probably indirectly or directly, but without realizing, picked that up yeah. um, for, from from him because he uses single kick pedal, right? Sorry yeah. to get all drum tech. Um, oh, this is good. And and you know, I. Learned to do that boom, boom, you know, like when you're doing the the blast beat thing with one pedal, and that was quite hard to do. And he sort of pioneered that, really.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It was that it's that thing of uh, it was like when uh, Tommy Ramone kept, he did all eight beats on the hi hat, but just way faster. And yes, yeah. you know, Trey Cool has managed to uh, turn that into millions and millions of dollars. But it's really hard when you're going at that speed because most people just cut it down to four, and it's yeah. a lot easier. But it, you miss something, you lose something in that cutting it out. So it is that um, all those little things do make a difference. But yeah, he's he's one of the he's a very very imitated drummer. He might be the most imitated member of No Effects music. Oh, right, i reckon so. I'd mm. say so.
1: Yeah, that's probably fair.
0: Lovely. Niall, what about you?
3: Also, Smelly. Um, he's a, like Tom's just said, he's a drum pioneer. Hmm. And his story in Hepatitis Bathtub, it was just like, I feel he gets put upon a lot. And obviously, after, you know, 30 odd years, he's he's learned to kind of take it on the chin and he just turns up, does his job. Um, I, I, I think he's the most interesting in the terms of, apart from, you know, the stories in the hepatitis bathtub, you don't really know that much about him compared to, you know, Fat Mike, El Jefe and, and Melvin. Um, yeah. And he's the one I think I would probably most like to sit down and and, and have a, a Coke Zero with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He does. Let's
2: try and get him on the podcast, Niall.
0: <laughs> when we get... quick before,
2: before they hear us. Do it <laughs> <we>, now. <Niall? laughs>
0: Look, I, I would imagine that everyone... Even loosely associated with no effects, has had someone go. Do I recognize you? Go. Oh yeah, I, I, I you know, El Hefo. Go. Oh, I, play, I play guitar in a band. That's right. Your bass player is a piece of shit. Let me and they're sat there and just giving him a, a whole uh, uh, earful about you know what a prick one of their mates is. So I imagine all of them have heard that and probably f- and uh, I mean judging by the book, all felt that about him and the rest of the band at other times as well. You know, I mean, there's. The bits where Smelly was like, "Look, I, I, I get we're all having a good time, but can you not do cocaine in front of me on stage? Because you know I've got this many years drug free, and it's a little bit much."
2: Yeah, when it the thing that like was the measure of the man for me was in the hepatitis bathtub. Like he'd just come back from rehab, um, with the one that had worked. Yeah, you know, and he went to the practice room and um, that idiot cracks open a fucking can of lager and it's like, hey, well done, mate. And you're like, come on.
3: Yeah, yeah. You'd be hard-pressed hard have... to find someone who wouldn't have twatted him
0: after that.
2: Exactly. I'd have put yeah. him on his arse, but a measure of the man, as I say.
0: Well, you know, it's it would seem that uh, all that's immaterial because they're still really, really good mates, and I guess, you know, and again, we know the public face of all of these people and we don't necessarily know the uh you know the behind closed doors type you know thing. I guess anyway. You're right, Eddie again. Everyone that's the worst thing about it. This is why this podcast will never be a success. We don't have any hot takes because I just go, oh well maybe. I mean, you know, according to some of the comments, it would be a better show without me in it, so maybe they're right. It's going to be hot, baseless hot takes, maybe, yeah. (laughs) It's more fun. I always, you know, I've been saying to Red, if our numbers don't pick up, then we are just going to turn into a uh, a drama channel. Just... You will not believe what they've been saying about Blink-182. We'll see you after the intro. TMZ for punks. Anyway. Um, Thank you ever so much, uh, Tom and Niall. Would you like to uh, let people know where they can find the Midlife Punk podcast or anything else that you've got going on that you would like to uh, air to our listeners? Uh,
2: Yeah, Midlife Punk podcast is everywhere you can get your podcast from. Your Spotify's. Deezer, Amazon Music, all them. Uh, and then if, if you're a Luddite, uh, we also share the links on our social medias and you can stream it directly from your browser. Um, but, yeah, we, we'd love to have you um, come and have a listen. It's not serious. We're not bastards. We just want to have a laugh. That's all we want to do. And, and you know, as you'll hear, some bands come expecting a very serious conversation about something and they just don't get it. Um <laughs> No, but he yeah. won't. But he won't mind me saying, but Jordan from Incisions, you know the band Incisions, yeah,
1: Not yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: super hardcore, serious, right?
1: From like Manchester, I from know Manchester, like, uh, yeah. He comes
2: on and he was giving it all the, all the, you know, yeah, yeah super serious. And by the end, he was ask, answering questions about who's got the smelliest farts and everything. It was it was a really beautiful <laughs> thing to see, um, nice. and he ended up having a really good time in the end. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a laugh, it's a mess about, it's people. Late thirties all the way. We've got listeners sort of mid fifties. Yeah. Um and you know, every any and all's welcome. Even if you like the cramps, we don't really hold it against you. Um <laughs> we, we we just have a mess about, really. And and yeah.
3: Yeah. At, at one point we were the eighty fourth most popular podcast in Belgium as well. So we're hanging on yeah. to that.
0: Well that was a good week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean Some Belgians can't be wrong, right? So uh, give them a listen. Uh, The uh, Middle Life Punk podcast. Thank you ever so much for coming along. We really, really appreciate it. You are both punk rock elite. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you you for having us. No problem.
0: Well, there we go. I think we've set all manner of records straight there.
1: Absolutely, we have cracking
0: cracking guys really really like them do go and check out their podcasts um really uh, what a what a, a lovely open and and above all frank conversation
1: absolutely and it's you know like it's really nice to talk about you know um specific eras in narthex's history mm. and you know people's um very personal relationships and memories with the band
0: yeah um i'm i'm very pleased I managed to uh, get them to recount some of their uh, some of their aggressive opinions but also you know I didn't want to uh, bully them into being nice to the other children because uh, <laughs> that would really take a take an edge off of uh, of what they do but
1: well, I think there was yeah, a couple of times you made them feel bad <laughs> I might I might have done and
0: I do apologize for that because that was never my intention <laughs> absolutely um, but uh, you know I don't I it's really weird because the only time I've ever tried to make other people feel bad I end up feeling worse God I'm pathetic anyway that's what I've really learned from this episode is just my own level of patheticness but um but yeah really uh, uh, nice to uh, nice to sort of hear from uh, from from that angle as well and also mentioning just the sort of how restricted we were to our own homegrown 90s punk rock in the uk Mm
1: -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah.
0: that's wild isn't it you know the idea that we had to wait for uh an american company or several american companies to actually go oh right well if no one's going to put your stuff out you know like i say snuff been around since 86 yeah only three years less than no effects that's wild
1: absolutely yeah yeah yeah. um yeah it's just just crazy Hmm. so we're uh
0: so yeah, what a, what a wonderful, uh, wonderful episode. I don't think there's really much more to uh, top it off. I wouldn't want to outstay the welcome because so, uh, it's probably quite a long one today. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, cool. Uh, well, if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. You can comment on our socials. You can go to at punkrockelitepodcast.gmail.com um, and let us know. But uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Bye, Rad. See ya. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a pick, scraped and fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com.
1: Thank you.